Hello, 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 and welcome to Real Conversations. I hope all is well. I pray all is well. And if it is not, trust and believe that a kid and it will get better. So, this message is a little different for me. But, I mean, I'm just roll with it. So, my brother, you know, he knows that I'm very spiritual. And we always, you know, send each other stuff that we come across or whatever. So, he's happened to send me a video of this young lady um, on YouTube. It's a YouTube video. And I just had to go check her name out. Her name is Virtuous Val. And she's on YouTube. And in this video, she was talking about a TV show. Now, I don't know. I'm not a TV person. I don't really watch a lot of TV. And I don't, I definitely don't watch a lot of reality TV. I don't, I don't have time. And uh, she was talking about a show called The Conjure Family. I don't, like I said, I don't know anything about this TV show. I've never seen this TV show at all. However, it's a TV show with a mother and three daughters who are supposedly witches and they're black and she was you know went on to say um that these they have like a whole website with products and all kind of stuff candles and um different spells and just all these different things you know I'm because I'm very spirit not I wouldn't say spiritual I, I would say spiritual I'm spiritually connected let me free rephrase that so I always say we all have a gift. Some people know how to tap into a gift. Some people have to, it depends because everybody is different. For, okay. So for myself, like I always have dreams. I've always had dreams and I've had dreams since I was little. Um, I, I can, I have visions and I'm very intuitive. Like I can just, like I'm disconnected. Like I'm not going to go into details, but just know I'm connected. And people, you can sway two ways. You can either operate from a space of light and or and or you can operate, not and or, it's either dark or light, period. You, you can't be in both worlds. Either you're operating from a space of light or you're operating from darkness. So you can use your gifts to heal, to love, to shed your light, to be, you know, be that beacon for other people. Like a basically like an earth angel, right? Or you can operate from a space of darkness and you can do negative things, bad things, witchcraft, voodoo, all of those things, hexes, curses and things like that. You can do that. But understand something. When people operate from a space of darkness, you open yourself up. And you become susceptible to some really evil, dark, and demonic spirits. And this is where you will encounter that spiritual warfare. And literally, some people will go mad or insane because they are not themselves. They are literally controlled by demonic forces and entities. And if you go into the Bible, it says, you know, when he said, when Jesus asked, so who are you? And he said, for I am legion, um, for, for we are many. You know, he was conflicted. He was, you know, he had so many different demons inside of him that he just didn't know what to do with himself. He just wanted to be set free. And if you go back and listen to the video, I have experienced this. And this is why I can speak this way. 
right? Most backgrounds, and I can't speak from everybody's background, but I have a Caribbean background. And a lot of people, you know, they like to burn incense. They believe in voodoo. They believe, you know, believe in um, doing certain things around the house and cleaning the house with certain types of products and things like that. Putting things in the freezer and just, you know, writing people's name down and putting it in a bottle and just doing, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't practice that because I feel like, like I said, whenever you do things like that, you open yourself up to a whole nother world. And sometimes you, most times you will not recover. Okay. Because there are some demonic and heavy forces that will literally take over your body, your mind, your spirit, your soul, everything. And so this show that she was talking about, is like three it's a mother and three daughters and how, you know, they talk about putting spells on people and how they talk about using period blood, um, you know, in food and giving it to men, you know, to, you know, cast spells on them, love spells and just doing all kind of things. Understand the devil will always deceive you. The devil will always deceive you with looks. And so this is why he will send a Jezebel spirit to your husband, to your boyfriend, to your partner. And because she's filled with that lustful, demonic spirit and entity. And this is how a woman is, in, you know, the devil will deceive a lot of men because a lot of men, they operate from that very dark space. And I'm not saying that women, you know, it don't happen to women, but she was talking about perfect example. She was saying that a lot of women, you know, these men, they eat from anywhere. They feel like, oh, she cooking for me. She giving me this. She giving me that. You know, she putting period blood in the spaghetti. And so there's, I was dealing with a narcissist and the narcissist was, you know, the relationship was, let me correct it because it's never a relationship. Whenever you're with a narcissist, it's never a relationship. The situationship, it started to get really bad, like really bad to the point where I've been in the medical field and I was like, okay, he has to be on some serious kind of drugs. Um, he's doing some other things because his behaviors was very erratic, right? And again, he was never home, you know, it was just me and the kids. So he would kind of come and go. So when I cooked, I would cook for me and the kids. I didn't cook for him because for what? And so he would always, oh, you, you just make what you want for you and the kids. And, you know, oh, I'm not. OK, so I didn't go. Listen, I didn't care. At this point, I was just tired of him anyway. I just wanted him to leave. And so he was never eating at my house. And then, you know, he would always complain about, you know, he when he burps, he was having like these gastric issues. And then um, like I love spaghetti. I, when I say I love spaghetti, I love spaghetti. But he was like, oh, I can't eat no pasta. Oh, I can't eat this. Oh, I can't. Oh, I, oh, I can't. Eat. Oh, you know, he would always find an excuse why he couldn't eat my food. So I'm like, okay, well, you ain't here anyway. So I really wasn't cooking for you anyway. But it, it is what it is. And one time I saw him with some bowls. So it looked like wherever he went, you know, whatever woman he was with or whoever he was dealing with, she might have made him some lunch or she packed him some lunch or whatever, some food and, you know. But then I, like I said, I started to notice that his behaviors were 
real strange. It wasn't, it wasn't, it was strange. That's the only way that I could describe it. And then one day, you know, that's when he started talking about, oh, how I was mentally abusing him. He was just saying some far-fetched things. And I'm just like, this man is losing his mind. And then I would never forget, you know, we were having um, Thanksgiving dinner. And at that point, you know, everything was just pretty much dissolved. But out of respect, you know, we, we sat and we waited for him. Of course, you know, you know, narcissists, they like to ruin the holidays. He literally accused me of trying to poison him. And I'm like, what? My kids was like, what? Mind you, we all ate the same pot of rice. He literally accused me of trying to poison him with the rice that I cooked. Now, if you know anything about any types of cultures, they call it cook up rice in, you know, Caribbean. You know, they might put cook up rice, you know, they might put, but it was plain white rice. So it was not colored. So I don't understand. Like, even up to this day, we're like, what? Like, he was crazy, you know, and I'm I'm not going to specify his preference of women, but, you know, he would always every now and then like he would, you know, do his little disappearing acts on the weekend. And he, like one particular weekend, he came back and was like, oh, you know, I went to my friend's house and his mother cooked so much food and pork and this and that. And oh, it was so much food. And if it was so much food, he didn't bring a plate of food back for us. He didn't bring anything back, not not a cup, not nothing, not a plate of food, not nothing back for, for us. Everywhere, you know, he would go, you know, he would come back with plates and plates and plates and plates of food from God knows where. And, you know, you can't eat everybody's food. You can't because you don't know how they prepare, prepare their food, what they put in the food. And, and I was just like, what? And he's sitting up there talking about I'm trying to kill him. With food? I said, this man is crazy. I said, this this man is nuts. But again, it makes sense. Because he's done several things, you know. And I'm not going to go into the, the race. But there was this one particular woman that he would always call. It could be several. It could be several. Who knows? Because like I said, they do all kind of other stuff. And he would always run to this particular her. Oh, and she would tell him what to go get. And he would run to the Botanica and he would try to give himself these little spiritual baths and cleanse. And I'm just like, just looking at him. And I'm just like, wow, this is insane. I said, this man is literally going through all of these spiritual things. And he don't have a spiritual bone in his body. This man is so demonic. And so um, crazy and delusional. But at that time, I really didn't understand narcissism. And I was just, and like, he would like really like go to the Botanica and go get, you know, holy water and get a white cloth and go get um, just all this stuff. And, and I was just like, why you keep bringing that in my home? I don't believe that. I don't believe in that. And, oh, you know, I got to do this. Oh, I got to get, oh, this person told me to do this. Anything that anybody would tell him, he would run and go do it. 
And you have to understand that you cannot allow any and everybody who some people claim that they're spiritual. They're not spiritual. Some people claim that they are, you know, of the light and they claim that they oh, listen, the enemy will hide in plain clothes. You understand what I'm saying? And if you don't pray and if you don't if you don't serve God and you're not obedient to God's will, it who the people who operate from that dark space understand something. You are not God. You cannot manipulate somebody else's life, their mind. You cannot alter somebody else's path and not think that you are not going to have ramifications. And this is why they say you have to leave certain things alone because God has a path for each and every one of us. But whenever you try to manipulate somebody else's life, manipulate somebody else's journey, by either blocking, hindering, lying, or doing all these manipulative spell work. It's all witchcraft. That's all demonic. And people think that, oh, I'm going to burn this candle. I'm going to burn that. I'm going to. And see, he thought that I was, you know, because again, I burn my candles to keep peace, to keep serenity, to keep my house light. To keep the energy light. I'm all about energy. And whenever he came, it's like you felt the heaviness. You felt the tension. You felt the darkness. You felt, it just felt awkward. It just felt like I had the devil. That's why I said, I know what the devil looks like. I know what the devil walks like, what he talks like. I've danced with, I've slept with. Listen, I know what it feels like to literally have the enemy, the devil on your back. I couldn't sleep. All of the things that I used to suffer from before, I don't have those issues anymore because I no longer have that person in my life. Because understand something, when people go out there and whatever they do in the darkness, it would always come out in the light. Because that darkness can't hide forever. And so now... The darkness and the light is always going to be in conflict with each other because we are, we're operating on two separate planes. And so, of course, the relationship, quote unquote, is never going to work because I'm operating from the light and he's operating from the dark. And because he's entertaining other demonic forces and other demonic entities and lustful women with that incubus and succubus spirit. I'm telling you, that Jezebel spirit, I'm telling you, I kid you not, this man gave me a heart-shaped rock and placed it in my hand. And I'm like, what's this? And he just gave me some dumb excuse. Oh, you know, my coworker or somebody went somewhere and they told me to give it to you. You know, you keep it with you at all times. He was casting a spell on me. And God knows what other spells he he probably did or did on you know try to work on me. But and every time I would pray, and you know, when I started to really say, you know what, I started to just pray more, meditate more, it would irritate his demons so bad he would stomp through the house, he would start slamming things, he would start slamming and open up cabinet doors, and you would hear him huffing and puffing, and you would hear him going through like just really demonic. It was driving him insane. 
the closer I was getting to God, the closer I was going on my spirit, the more intentional I was about being on my spiritual journey and blocking him out. It started to drive him insane. I'm telling you. So I don't know whatever woman he was laying up with or whatever women was giving him food and cooking things up and putting spell work on him and doing bruja and all that other stuff, that witchcraft stuff, bru- um, santaria, whatever they was out there doing. It worked. It worked. Because that man was, I mean, like I said, he was just doing some things that was just insane. I would watch him sit and shake and rock. If he wasn't drinking or if he wasn't smoking, he was like on edge because those demons was just, I mean, those demons was whipping his ass. You hear me? Those demonic forces that was over his life was whipping that ass. He couldn't even keep still. You know how many days he would jump up and be like, oh, I got to go to the emergency room. And I'm like, what? Like, oh, oh, he's in pain. I'm like, in pain? What do you mean? But, you know, like I said, he lies so much, I don't know what to believe. So, like I said, I work in the medical field. So, when he come back, I would be like, okay, what did you go to the emergency room for? Like, you know, where's your discharge summary? Oh, oh, he would snatch the paper. He wouldn't want me to read what was going on. He wouldn't want me to know what was going on. He didn't want to really tell me what was going on. I said, what? Another time, this time, like we weren't even together. And again, again, what happened? Okay, have a seat. I'll be there in a minute. And this particular time, we're not together. I'm in one part of the house and he's in another. And. Um, it is what it is. And so, you know, I was on the phone. I was having a conversation with my, my current boyfriend. And, of course, he went into a rage. I don't understand why you're upset. I'm not going to get off, you know, to this point. I'm like, I'm not getting off the phone. I'm like, you and I are not together. He knows about you and you obviously know about him. You, you know, you don't really be here. So just because you're here now does not mean that I have to stop my flow. Because he was refusing to leave my house. Long story short, I don't know, he went into his rage and he left. Okay. And then um, I woke up the next day and I happened to have, I had to go into that particular room. I had to go into that particular room to um, get something. And I noticed like he, you know, had blood, like her shirt was like on the floor with blood on it, like medication bottles everywhere. And, um, you know, he had discharge papers or something on, on the dresser. So you know, out of being concerned. I mean, I'm not that heartless. I said, you know, is everything okay? Like, you know, what happened? Oh, no, what? You know, he got upset. He didn't want to tell me. So I see him with like a big bandage on his head. So I'm like, the hell? Like, did you get into a fight? Did you, are you okay? Did you? So I left him alone. Listen, I could care less at this point anyway, because like I said, we're not together. It is what it is. I don't understand. I really didn't even understand why he kept coming back to my house. I don't know why he didn't go to his girlfriend's house or to whichever other woman he was laying up with and who was cooking all this food for him. I I have no idea. But for whatever reason, he kept coming back to my house. 
Delilah. This necklace is trying to get on. I'm trying to put it on. I was trying to put it on. Okay, here. There you go. Bye. Okay, so go lay down. I'm a, I'm doing a podcast. You know I don't I have my door locked for a reason. When I'm doing a podcast, you know I don't like to be interrupted. Move over, mama. Yes, yeah, so my granddaughter is here with me, y'all. So I say all of that to say he his behaviors and just the things that he was doing was just erratic and it didn't make any sense and I was just like what the hell and as time went on you know like I said this was like months of hell I literally looked at him and I saw I literally saw the black eyes I saw the devil horns I saw the illumination around him I saw the way he the way he looked at me and the way he pierced his eyes at me. It just was demonic. And I said, wow, I couldn't even speak. I was literally speechless because I said, "Okay, this is definitely spiritual warfare. This is something that I did not sign up for. This is way more than what I anticipated that, you know, this is beyond therapy. This is more like exorcism type stuff. You know what I'm saying? And just for this lady to, for for just for this for this woman to put this out here and make this video, like I said, my brother just sent it to me. And as I'm listening to her, I'm like, oh my god, maybe that's what happened. Maybe one of his women put some kind of spell. Lila, maybe one of his women did something to him. Maybe she, I I don't know. Maybe she wanted him to leave his 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 the house with me and go with her and and you know leave his children. But damn, you know, like I didn't have to go through and deal with all of that. It was bad. When I say it was bad, I mean like I don't even know how I survived that. It was frightening. Just the rage that comes over them, just being angry. Like I mean, like it was just spiraling so out of control to the point where. I was ready to go and get a hotel room. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I just didn't want to be in that space with him and not be and, and with my daughter. Because his behavior was so erratic. And, you know, he's done crazy things before. But now you could really see like how like the demons was just overtaking him. My kids were having nightmares. You know, I, I fell down the stairs twice. And when I say, I can't go into details about it, but I fell down the stairs and I fell through the stairs. One of my daughters fell down the stairs and she just, mind you, just walking down one step. She just shoo, twisted her ankle, had to take her. To the emergency room. My, they couldn't sleep. It was like something was just in that house. Those spirits was just heavy in that house. 
I even got hit by a car. And I literally was walking my daughter to the bus. Because the bus is literally like, you know, come out my house and I just cross the street. And a bus was at the corner. So, drop her off at the bus. And I have I have the right of way. I'm walking. I'm a pedestrian. I'm walking back to my house. And I'm looking. And this truck, it was like a, you know, a Ram truck or whatever. Ram 4x4, whatever. You know, one of the big boys. And I'm walking. And I'm noticing that this car is just rolling. But it's not stopping. It's not. And I'm looking at the light. Like, wait a minute. It's a red light. And when I looked, he was like, oh. But had he been going any faster, he probably would have knocked me over. I'm only 5'2", so, and you know how big those trucks are. And I hear my daughter in the background screaming, like screaming at the top of her lungs because she just witnessed her mother get hit by a car. Thank God, by the grace of God, you know, the car just tapped me and my hand was a little sore or whatever. But it was just the 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 demonic attacks that I was experiencing because I was in that house with him. So I had to leave. I had to move. I literally threw away my stuff. I, I started over from scratch. You know, I, I literally just was like, you know what? To hell with this. I'm out. Because he probably was sending me the evil eye. He was probably doing all kind of spell work on me, whether it was him, her, or whatever woman he was dealing with, or whatever the situation was. You People are really out here heavy doing this demonic shit to people. And here you are trying to just spread love and light and just be kind and help people. And you may not be a perfect person, but you don't wish evil on people. You don't wish harm on people. You don't wish death on people. But trust and believe me, there's people out there who will smile in your face, will lay in your bed and want you dead. They don't want to see you happy. They don't want to see you grow. They don't want to see you with anything. They don't want to see you live a better life than them because they're jealous, they're envious, and they secretly hate you. You hear me when I say? They secretly hate you. But you know something? When people live like this in the dark, everything that they do will come into the light. And that's why they will always, 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 when I say, they would always suffer because what you don't pay for in this lifetime, you will pay for in the next. You can't go around here and operate from a space of darkness and demonic forces and entities and do the things that you do to people and expect to live a prosperous life, expect to live a good life, to expect to live a happy life. This is why those miserable people, they're never happy. They never have peace. They're restless. Their spirit is restless. Their souls is restless. And that's why God said, oh, there's no rest for the weary. There's no rest. And the Lord said, the vengeance is mine. So when people wish for your downfall, when they pray, when they manipulate, when they do spell work over you, your life, your children. Let me tell you something. I pray over my kids every day. I pray over my house every day. My partner and I, we wake up every day and we pray. We put God first in all that we do. You hear me? We do. We pray every day. I wake up with a heart filled with gratitude every day. Because I know the God that I serve. And that's why I always say God protected me from things seen and unseen. Because there's a lot of evil, dark people out there. And they are wicked. And I'll leave you with this. 
I'll never forget the day that that narcissist finally left my house. Let me tell you what I did. Because I don't do stuff like this. I said, you know something? I said, all right. Here's what I'm going to do. I went and I got a glass of water. And I put it in the room because the narcissist was playing this little trick where he would try to come in when he knew that me and my daughter was sleeping. And then he would try to get up and leave out before I could um, say anything to him. Because, again, I was asking him for two years to leave my house. I was giving I gave him two years to find a place to go to he could have easily took his stuff and went to one of his women's house. He could have easily, he had a friend, a quote unquote friend who it was just him and his wife. They had, he claimed that they had an extra spare room. I don't know why he couldn't go there. All these friends and people that he was always running around with and here, there, everywhere. Um, I'm quite sure he could have found a place to stay, but he refused to leave my house. This man wasn't helping me pay any bills. He wasn't helping me with the kids. He wasn't helping me do anything. He was just literally terrorizing me and my children for two years. Um, I would be sleeping in the room because I was why I was sleeping in the room with my kids when I just couldn't take it anymore. And he would just come in at whatever time and bust open the door and stand in the doorway and just stare at us. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, what, what do you want? And then he would just close the door and leave. And then you would hear him in there fumbling and you would hear him in there just doing all kind of crazy stuff. One time, and I'm going to get back to what I was saying. He, you know, claimed he was so sick. He was so sick. And he was under the covers. And he turned up the heat, like where I was living. You could regulate. Each room had its own heat index. So, you know, you didn't have to heat the whole house. You could just heat where you were. And he turned up the heat so high in the room. The next morning, I woke up and I heard my dog scratching at the door. And I said, oh, my God. So I ran and opened the door. My dog was so dehydrated. She literally had diarrhea for a week. And I was so angry because that piece of that SOB, that mother effer, he had to have heard my dog scratching at the door, but he didn't care. We, everybody in the house knew not to close the doors all the way because my dog was, you know, she's a little Yorkie. She would frequent, you know, slide in through the door. She used to sleep in the room with me. She slept in the room with me. She slept under my bed on my side of the bed. So for him 
to purposely close the door, turn up the heat. So when I tell you my dog shitted everywhere, the diarrhea, and I'm like, I opened the door and I instantly smelled it. And I was like, you don't smell that? You, that piece of, and my dog is dead now. So I feel some kind of way. You know, she was older. That was my baby. That was my Cocoa Puffs. Everybody knew how much my dog meant to not only me, but my children. And if you know anything about narcissists, they hate everything. They have no love in them. They have no compassion in them. They hate themselves so much and they're so jealous. They're jealous of the pets. So to open up the door and to smell the room the way it was. And my dog literally had diarrhea because she was so dehydrated. That goes to show you how demonic, demonic some people can be. And if they can't hurt you. They will hurt anything around you and claim it was an accident. Oh, I didn't mean to. Oh, um, oh, well. When I tell you, I'm not even going to say what I, what, what crossed my mind. But anyway. I put a glass of water in the room and I left out. That next morning, I guess the demons was working on demon time. So he got up and I kindly went to him again and I said, listen, I've been texting you, trying to let you know, I gave you your two weeks notice. It's now December. The lease is going to expire. You need to find a place to go because I'm signing a new lease and I'm changing the locks and your name will not be on the lease. Because his excuse was that he's not leaving because his name is on the lease. Mind you, the man, again, did you not hear me say he was never really there? He only wanted to come and go, the convenience. I guess whenever he was in an argument or a fight with his other woman, he wanted to come and, you know, project all of that shit onto me. Whatever he was going through, you know, to get away from whomever. You know, his phone was always on silent. He doesn't have his voicemail set up, you know, that kind of thing. And so I text him and let him know, you have to find a place to go. It wasn't an argument. It wasn't a fight. I didn't raise my voice. My kids will tell you. I don't fight in front of my kids. I don't argue in front of my kids. If I do, you have to push me to that point. Period. You have to push me to that point. So I put the glass of water in the room, like I said. After I said what I said to him, I left and I went to take my daughter to daycare so I could come back and work because I was working from home. He wasn't there. As soon as I sat down to my desk to work, I hear a knock at the door. And it's police. Now, I'm a very private person. I don't have people in my house. I don't have, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get involved in that kind of stuff. I don't. 
So I open the door and to my surprise, the police are like asking me, oh, did you have a, oh, there was a, was there an altercation? And I'm confused because I'm saying to myself, an altercation with whom? And, you know, they said his name. And again, the look of confusion. Hold on. So, again, the look of confusion. And so now, at this point, my little one is out. She is at daycare. And then my middle daughter is actually home with me. So, she's confused as well. And we're standing there. And now, my just funny thing is my daughter is actually taller than I am. So, now they're confused because they're like... So, they're confused... Are you going into the bathroom? Yes. So now they're confused. Okay, so by the time you finish, I'll be dressed. I'm just going to just my arms and stuff off. Okay. So by the time she stands up and she's next to me, they're confused because they're like, well, who's the... And I'm like... Because now I'm confused, they're confused, and everybody's confused because they don't know who's the adult. They don't know who's the person who who's the person that they should be speaking to at this point. So I and I said who I was and gave them my information, and they said, "Well, so and so is here because um, uh, you know he he's here to get his belongings." And I'm just confused again because here we are. I I I've been asking. For about two years. And so now we're at a point where it's like, okay, this is getting crazier. And it was so crazy because the way he, it was three officers. And so, you know, the officers and I, we're having a cordial conversation. Everything is cool, calm, collective, still confused. And, you know, they're t- I'm telling them, you know, I'm working, you know, I tell them where I work and they're asking me questions or whatever. And we're just going back and forth. And he's back there. I be yelling and screaming about his stuff and, oh, he got to get his stuff. And oh, like, like, again, in this rage. And I'm just like, this man is nuts. And he's, I mean, flying in. Throw- Mind you. OK, so let me give you another quick story before I finish this one. What's even more crazier is the fact that I want to say about a month prior to this last incident, the final straw, um, I literally put bags on the bed. I took all his stuff out the closets. I took all his stuff out the drawers and I piled everything up on the bed. Like I said, neatly, I didn't throw his stuff. I didn't, you know, nothing. Everything was piled neatly. He came back and he put everything back exactly the way it was, folded everything and put it back in the closets, put everything back in the drawers. Like it was the craziest thing. And I had to call my girlfriends like, this man is really like, what? You would think that he probably was through it. No, 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 no. He took his time. And he meticulously folded and put everything back and hung everything back up on hangers. Like, it looked like I never even touched the stuff. I was just like, 
This is crazy. I'm over it because they're pissing me off. And yes, so now he's yelling, oh, I don't want to touch my stuff at all. Oh, oh, oh. And here I am calm. My daughter is calm. And we're just like, what the hell is going on? But that demon, that demon that was over him, I was like, oh, no. So I was like, and then, you know, he was supposed to return the keys. And I said, well, listen, he, he cannot come back here without being escorted by a police officer. Whatever he's supposed to come back and get, whatever he leaves, I'm going to leave it there. But he cannot come back here without the police escort. Since he decided to call the police, then he needs to be escorted back here by the police. So the, the police officer was like, okay, hold on. He went downstairs and he never came back. Because I guess they didn't want to get involved with whatever was going on. And so it did on, on my behalf, it wasn't a hostile situation. So I guess they figured out, oh, well, whatever. And they drove off and left. So I get downstairs and he's outside. Oh, she's being a bitch. Ah, he, he, oh, to the neighbors. And I'm just like, oh, my mother said to get myself out of because she's a bitch. Oh, now I'm a bitch. Hmm. Interesting. And it's just interesting how it just unfolded. And in my mind, I started laughing because I said, well, if I would have known that that glass of water was going to work, I would have did that a long time ago. <laughs> so oh, you done that quick? Okay. Lila Wala, you want to go with us to the store? Or you gonna take a nap? I'm coming. You coming? Okay. So um. Okay. Tell Auntie Nani to go get you some clothes, some shorts and a t-shirt. Let's go. So I say all of this to say. Sorry, you have to excuse the drawer slamming because um. I have to be, I was supposed to be dressed a long time ago. But I say all of this to say, when you see people start acting erratic, or you see people acting, now you know that the person is a little off, you know that the person has some issues or whatever, but when you really start to see people act this way, you have to understand that some people are under heavy, heavy spiritual warfare. They are dealing with some things that you know nothing about. And and when I say deep, I mean deep, you know, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, just they have some internal wars that's going on. So in those moments, um, you know that person best. I always say be safe. I'd rather you be safe than sorry. And if you can and, you know, you're safely removed from that situation, um, you have to pray for them because people are very dark. They live some very dark lives. They do some very dark things. And they are literally out here manipulating um, people's lives through spell work. So be careful who you eat from. Be careful who you have in your home. Be careful the types of people that you entertain and allow into your space. 
because you don't know what people are doing behind the scenes. You don't know what people are bringing into your homes. And you don't know how it's going to affect you and your children and just your overall life. Today is a day. So I'm probably going to do my next couple of podcasts in the car and hide out because I can't. It's it's summer break and it's just too many people in my house and they're they aggravating me. Usually I, I have my space, my my office space in my bedroom, which is, you know, quarter, you know, my little section, my little area. I lock my door and it seems like everybody does not understand when my door is locked, not to interrupt me. Anyway, because it messes up my train of thought, because usually how I do my podcast is I literally speak straight from the heart. I just let it go. And this is how this is what's most authentic and organic to me, just to speak straight from the heart. And so just be mindful, you know, a lot of the times when and I can't speak from the other side because I don't know what the other side is like. But a lot of the times when you're dealing with men and you see them act in these ways, trust and believe they are probably out there with some type of Jezebel spirit who has literally cursed them or is doing some kind of manipulative spell work to steal that man from you. And if that is that easy for him to be manipulated and controlled by another woman, then by all means, let her have him. Because they will face their karma together. You don't deserve that karma. You keep walking and you keep walking in your love and you in your light. And don't allow those things to determine and dictate and change your life path. So I'm going to end this podcast before somebody else knocks on this door. Wishing you nothing but love and light. Stay blessed.